everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I am Will. And I am Chuck. And today we're going to talk about the uh, chapter three of the Book of Boba Fett. This is the Streets of Mos Espa. So, uh... Make, makes huh. sense. So, yep. Aptly titled. So... Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because we were talking about last week when we were saying like, oh, this one was more about the flashbacks and stuff like that. So I, I kind of had a feeling that they would make up for it by doing more in current day. And it's exactly what they did. So they're they're trying to they, they were balanced in the beginning. Now they're kind of going back and forth to make sure they're giving enough power to each side of the story. Um, so, I mean, what were your overall thoughts of it? I mean, honestly, I, I think it was I'm happy we got to see a little bit more of the current. I know you guys are all about the 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 history and everything. I am, too. It's just the history is something that's already kind of passed. I'm really interested in the future of what's going on. Like, where are they going with this? Where is this going to go? Like, how is this going to connect? We don't know anything past this besides, you know, the sequel trilogy. And even then, it's like not any connection to Mandalorians or anything. So, I mean, I maybe I was in a bad, worse mood last week. I don't know. Um, so I just didn't really care for the episode as much. But this one, there's a few parts in here that maybe love this episode. And... uh I think that's what kind of won me over for it. What about you guys? I liked it. In some areas, I did not like how they portrayed it, though. 1950s style diner seats for, like, these, these, these speeders, and they're not even fast. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty slow. They were like... <laughs> and we'll get into it, but the slowest quote-unquote car chase I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it causes so much damage. Um, if they gave different speeders, but there's like 1950s meets Mighty Morphin Power Rangers speeders. That is exactly it, what it I wrote. It's like, <laughs> it's like it, wait, what, what was funny about it was each each bike looked identical to the bike next to it, but, but they, they were different colors. But they were that like, it. but they were shiny. Yeah. They did not fit in with the surrounding. So No, they they were very much like the Power Rangers movie Power right. Rangers when they got the shiny suits. Right. Yeah. So I love the overall story, but in some areas where they portrayed certain things, I that was my only eh. Other than that, yeah. I love the episode. It, it did kind of stand out like a sore thumb. Yep. I, w- I want to sit, touch upon one thing here. So the, the episode starts off, you know, he's basically back at, like, it's just Boba's palace. Um... And there's a spider with like a brain in the jar that's going by, and this is actually really, really cool. So, um, I was, I was it's, rec- a, it's a droid spider though, metal. There's more to it. I think that I, I'm going to say that this is a character. This is actually a character that was introduced by um, Kevin Anderson in one of the in one of the stories, Dark Saber. It was written in 1995. I actually have this book. Um, I was telling Chuck earlier. I read I read like the first few chapters of this book when I was like bringing somebody to a library one day and I was just kind of waiting for them to finish up with what they were doing. And I read this. I'm like, this is really cool. It starts off with like Luke and Han and they're dressed up like sand people. They're trying to like, they're in their convoy so they can make it through Tatooine without getting attacked. Mm. It was actually really cool. And then they ended up at Jabba's palace, which was empty. Nobody was there. And they bump into this character named Mazor who has spider legs. His brain is in a jar and he's got like a speaker on his head so he can talk through the speaker and I was like, huh. So he was he wasn't a bad guy per se, but he was there when Jabba was killed and he basically thanks them for killing Jabba. And I was like, huh. So anyway, I thought it was interesting to see that kind of make its way back in. I'm pretty sure that's where they were going. The more I watched this and like zoomed in, that's clearly a brain inside that big red jar. And that's how this is all working. So I think it's actually Mazor. 
which is awesome. So I just want to bring that up because if you look it up, if you look up the name Mazor Star Wars, you won't really find it. I think he's only introduced like for a small fraction of this book. So that's just kind of like a nod to Kevin Anderson's character. That's my opinion. Maybe maybe he's somewhere else. I just didn't know where to look, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, huh. anyway, completely passed me by because I didn't even see a brain inside of a jar. Well, yeah, but that's why I kept looking at him. It's like Spider. I'm like, I know there was somebody with spider legs. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if it was that character. So I opened up the book, got to that part of it. And I'm just like, yeah, dude says his name was Mazor. He was in the palace. And I'm like, oh. So it's it's not something that they're considering so much canon, but more they're taking inspiration from it and having that character somewhat rolling around out there. Right. right crawling around. And we saw it once before in the series, right? I think we saw it like once before outside of Jabba's palace. I feel like we did. Probably. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Anyway, I don't know. So we've got that. Um, Boba's talking to uh, to his his droid there, whatever you want to call that type of droid. Um, and he's like, "Oh yeah." So when he who should not be named, he's like, "Just say his name." And he goes, uh, "Jabba the Hut." He's like, "I didn't want to say it. I didn't want you to be insulted." He's like, "Why would I be insulted?" Well, because you felt threatened. Okay, now I'm insulted. <laughs> so he's explaining like how the whole how the whole Mos Espa got broken up after Jabba was gone like Bib Fortuna wasn't the same type of ruler or ruler or whatever he wasn't the same type of crime boss that Jabba was so he kind of like did some of that stuff but the Trandoshans the Aqualish or Aqualish uh the Clatoonians all kind of like took different parts of um Mos Espa and they were kind of running that through all while they said lining the pockets of Makshais so that guy is just like living it up like a total king, basically getting all the stuff that, you know, Boba would get if there was respect. Um, but there isn't, which we get to at this point now, because Steven Root shows up. Um, you might know him as Bill from King of the Hill. You mm-hmm. might know him as Milton from Office Space or the ridiculous boss in the movie Just Friends, which we have done a podcast on. Yeah, Daddy Wanna I, Fish. I, I know him. As soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah. where is your stapler, <laughs> sir? Well, so I was looking for it earlier because it, it was before I watched the episode, of course, like I waited till the next day to watch it. Uh, somebody put up a meme and it was Milton standing there and it shows Fennec uh, lean over. She goes, this man says somebody stole his stapler. <laughs> it just shows shows Milton standing there in the, in the palace. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like John Favreau was like a huge Office Space fan. What, he did why? the whole TPS references? reports thing in Mendel- You're Mandalorian. Right. You're right, they did. The TPS reports. I forgot about it. Now, like, now all of a sudden this guy <laughs> like is showing Steven up. Root. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Stephen Root's character is called, uh, named Lortha, Lortha Peel, and he's a watermonger. Like, okay. So he basically is getting control a of all the water, water in Mos Espa. A yep. watermonger. Okay, now we're getting into water world territory here, where it's like water <laughs> scarce, or, you know, land um, is scarce, but like, we got the water. Uh, I don't know, just it seemed it seemed interesting. But yeah, he's a water monger, but he gets into it and just says straight up, he's like, dude, nobody respects you. Nobody does. And he explains, he goes, you guys did this. You came here and no, nobody respects you. But I respect you. Those guys are all jerks. I respect you. Basically. As soon as he started going into the spiel, I was like, something's up with this guy. Like, he, well, yeah. this is this is of a course. pretty shady character right here. Right. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was what he said or the way that he said it, but as soon as he was like, "Oh, well, I respect you," but everybody right. else, I was, it's like, "Okay, dude, what's what's absolutely what's the game here?" We we find out later, kind of a kind of a jerk. Well, I mean, it was kind of a given right there because he was even asking, "Is like, wait, you know, you see, so you sell water, like, 
and he goes into the whole thing. He's like, yeah, so I, he's like, these people, so he talks about a gang that's been stealing the water. It's like, why are they stealing water? Shouldn't they have water? He's like, I grew up surrounded by water. To which, you know, Lortha's just like, yeah, you know, Tatooine was once covered with water. Really, really funny story. And he's just like, can you just get to the, like, whatever? Mm-hmm. Move on here. But he's, he basically says, I will double, double my tribute if you take care of, of these, this gang, right? So that's pretty much the plan. Okay, that's, that's what I'm going to do here. So he goes down, checks out this gang, and they're hanging out in front of his, like, water bar or whatever. And um, they start going off on how... It's it costs a month wages for a week's worth of water, so that makes no sense. And I'm like, oh, we're hitting it kind of home here, huh? All right. And then they're like, oh yeah. So he's like, why don't you work? There's no work. Can't get any wages if we can't work. So he basically says, you can work for me. So already, you know, he's stepping it up and doing things his way. And um, you know, Lortha comes out. He's like, hey, 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 hey! They stole from me. They stole from me. You need he's like. He's like, well, what do they owe you? Thirteen hundred. He's like, yeah, I'll give you five. <laughs> Because that's ridiculous. It's like 1,300 credits is ridiculous for the amount of water that you, you know, for what you're, you're charging ridiculous amounts. Of course. Yeah. I gotta, so, I, I, I gotta say, I don't think, and this kind of, this is kind of interesting, like the politics of Tatooine and the way like crime syndicates work, I have to imagine that this decision that Boba Fett is making right here is not going to go over well. Oh no. Like there's like, We've seen a lot of Tatooine throughout the Star Wars universe, and almost every character that we've seen that has any kind of of dominance or power has been on on the um the wrong side of things, shall we say? Mm-hmm. I got to imagine that everybody else is kind of going to look at this event and say, "Oh, Boba Fett, he he's not one of us." So I think it's just going to make more enemies than friends. But I, I like the whole response, like, "Oh yeah, you could take the five hundred and consider their debt resolved." And Fennec's like, if you don't like it, you can move to Mos Eisley. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, and one more thing, cut your prices, and just walks off. Clearly, Lortha's not taking, taking well to that. He's just not like, that's all. ridiculous. Not at all. But anyway, then we get over, so that's pretty much how the whole thing starts. We get the opening, you know, Boba Fett. Ah, there we go. Outside the palace, we see a frog creature. It's actually called a wart. The last time we saw this creature in that exact same spot was when, Will? I'm going to go ahead and say Jedi. Jedi. Now, I'm going to ask you, because you would know better. You've watched both every single version more than I have, I'd say. Um, Was that in the original Jedi or just in the Blu-ray? I'm almost positive. Okay, so in the despecialized versions, I think there is something there that doesn't move. Mm -hmm. In the the Lucas um, bastardizations, (laughs) I I guess. It does, it does, like, eat something with its tongue, more like a frog. I right. I think that's new. Yeah, originally it was just a puppet, then it okay. became a CG that's, character. That's what I thought. That's, that's, that's what, what I'm thought. thinking. Yeah, that makes sense. Did the so we, move, we see that again. That's, that's the only thing that I'm, that I'm hung up on. Like, did the puppet move? Like, did it move like an inch or crawl or anything like that? That's the only thing that I'm kind of... He might have just, like, blinked his eyes or something. It didn't, Very but simple. it didn't... It didn't like go all all out frog and like snatch something no. out of the air with its tongue. That was no. that was in the later like the nineties versions, right? Yeah, where it ate something, it actually eats something in return. Yeah, right. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it eating anything in the original. Okay. Well, in this, it's kind of funny because we get like this lizard rodent thing that's running around. A bird swoops down to pick it up, and then this wart just eats both the bird and this rodent. Yeah. In one in one. 
Like, okay, all right, cool. It's Sweet. like, there's always a bigger fish, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's happening. We go back to the back to tank, and he's having flashbacks again of Camino, and then he's on a bantha. Now, I'm thinking about this. I'm just like, I understand that, you know, you ride a bantha so you, you know, you don't tire yourself out, but that bantha is so slow, he could crawl faster than it. I'm like, I wouldn't ride a bantha. They take way too long to get anywhere. But I guess you could just fall asleep and hope that they know which direction they're going. I don't know. Anyway, that's where he's at. He's going, he's going to get, like, protection payment, basically, from the pikes in Maz Eisley. And as you're going through, he sees, like, the trooper helmets on the spikes, which I think we first saw that in Mandalorian, right? It's the same, yeah, it's the same lady. With her little, with her three little droids that are walking in the background. So, right, can, I, right. can I say something? I, I sounded like you just did, yeah. Thanks. Good for you. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> They're going to tie in his backstory to this at some point. So mm. we saw the pikes in the past. Now the pikes in the present on this as well, too. Yes. Yes. So, okay. so you're, you're seeing it all at the same time, but you're going to, you're going to start seeing the connection of, I think this is just my theory. I think he is going to change his attitude when he finds out that it's, in my theory, again, the Pikes who took out the um, Tusken Raiders. That's mm. going to change the story. I think we'll get that next episode, but I think that's going to change the story for him and how he handles himself going through going forward. And it's going to connect yeah. his past story of what we've been watching to the present now and combine it all right from there. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's where, they're, where they're going with it. I'm on board with that. So do, yeah. do, do you think he's going to go like, Full on Anakin on on this on this uh these pikes here like is that kind of where you're going with it or I don't think so I think it's gonna dr- I think it's gonna draw it's gonna dredge up past feelings of one seeing his dad get killed and then mm-hmm. two seeing the Tuscan Raiders being having them all be killed mm-hmm. um not his dad but they, they played off as even though it's the the same clone. He's a clone of Django. Um, but since he saw that happen and saw all of this happen, um, I think it's going to dredge up all those feelings. And he's going to, he's going to snap. I bet he's kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with you. I just have a different way, kind of a different way of the way, uh, hmm. the way that Boba Fett's going about it. I think that this is the whole reason why he decided to, take over um, Jabba's palace in the first place. Revenge. It seems like a revenge story. Like, I came, I came to this planet. I was taken in by these Tusken Raiders. I became one of them. We grew close. There's a bond. And then this, this, this gang of pikes came in and massacred them. And now I want revenge. But in order to get revenge, I need somewhat of, of an army. And this is basically what... That, that's, that's, that's my thoughts. On the whole See, thing, so I don't think he knows that the Pikes killed the um, Tuscan Raiders yet, though. The symbol no. is—we saw the symbol on like the little. Um, but the symbol was just from those bikers that we talked about last week. The, that are working with the Pike. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. yet. Well, he not. I think at he this has moment, a pretty by good the, idea. By the end, I think he has a pretty yeah. good idea. Yeah, yeah by I the think end, he's he going to find out, and then it's going to change his whole. I think that's what's. I think that's what's going to be the catap- the 
lack of better words, it's what's going to catapult him from where he is now to the next level of stepping up into <clears throat> using fear to actually gain respect and, and doing what he needs to do. I think it's once probably another he finds reason, that out. It's probably another reason why the mayor and all of his cronies are acting so odd around him. Mm-hmm. Because they know, too. Of he, course, yeah, but, exactly. They but he know. doesn't know, though. Mm-hmm. He he might not he might not have the whole picture in his head yet, but I'm sure. What I'm saying is, they haven't. If I'm it's, sure if he it's has connected. An idea. He'd be going after. He would know who to go after, but he's not sure who to go after yet. Which is why I'm saying it's going to be one of those things where it's like, once, once it connects, it's like, um, uh, what was uh, there was a movie where. They were like, I killed your father. He's like, you, you're the one who killed my father or something like that. And he finds out that somebody else, the person he thought was okay, is the one that actually ended up doing it. And they, they became enemies. I forget what movie it was. You're talking about that movie with, um, oh, my God, with um, McAvoy and, 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 and Morgan Freeman and uh, oh, Angela Jolie. No, not Wanted. No, it was well, the same thing. Well, yeah, that, that happened in that movie. Yeah, he was going, he was... They were the ones that actually did it to him, and yes, right. But and he was working with them. And then when he found out, he was it changed his whole, you know, he he kind of snapped. Yeah. In this, once Boba Fett finds out that oh my gosh, it's all connected, he's gonna snap. Mm. Yeah, I I can see that. Good. I can see that. But I mean, Good. I've been wrong before. So no. I could when be, were you ever wrong? I could be wrong this time too. It's it's us who don't know Jack. About anything. <laughs> wow. All right. So, uh, paying protection to more than one party is basically get out of here. So, the the Pike dude just like, yeah, we're we already paid our you know our protection fee. And he's like, I'm not paying. We're not gonna pay another one. He's like, what? So they call them the Kintan Str- or the Kintan Striders. Uh, we you know they were the Nikto miners we saw earlier, mm. the ones who were roughing up the people in the bar, Luke's old buddies. But they already got their money. He's like, they already came and got the money, so what's going on? So he's like, I'll figure this out. Goes back to see the tribe, and they're all dead. And he goes ahead and burns them on a funeral pyre. And that's, that is that. It's all very sad. Um, <laughs> can't you tell the uh, compassion in my voice? So sad. Anyway, yeah. I mean, up um, until now, we've had no compassion for the Tusken Raiders whatsoever. But now we do. I mean, well, we did. I mean, we started getting some here, but this was like everything after everything they did, they ended up dying. I mean, up until like, oh, this sad. season, this series, we've had no compassion. Even mm-hmm. when Anakin destroys half the entire tribe, we didn't care. Right. No one cared. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So. It's sand. <laughs> it is sand. Course. Of course. It gets everywhere. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. That's why I can't that's 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 like the main reason why I can't take anything in that movie seriously. Is <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Like Hayden Christensen makes that movie unwatchable. I'm sorry. He just does. He's much better in Sith, I can say that, but Yeah. Man, <laughs> clones, wow. I think he was great in Phantom Menace. Or or Jedi. I think he was pretty good in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> those are my two favorite, my two favorite Hayden Christian films. You know what's, you know what's funny is in Return of the Jedi when they actually when they actually bring um, Anakin back and is the original character. 
the original original Anakin, the guy who oh yeah, the, is the, the ghost, original actor, is, yeah, is yeah, the ghost spirit. Mm-hmm. That was his only claim to fame for the entirety uh-huh. of the Star Wars saga. And when they brought Christian Haydenson in and put him in that spot, they eradicated him like that. Christian Haydenson, I like that name better. That's good. Whatever. Christian Haydenson. Christian so, Haydenson. Anyway. When they brought him in, they, <laughs> they took the other guy's role out, and he's no longer is part of the Star Wars saga. Poor guy. Well, he is. He was. Yeah, was. Sure. Not anymore. Yeah, just in that was. one moment. Now, was. go, my son. You know, that was about, that's about all he had. Live me. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's back in the tank, and, and I love this. This was the scene that was just... What's so funny? You still laughing at dead Anakin? <laughs> no. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Mall rats. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that oh in so long. God. What was the ref? Re- remind us the reference for Mall rats with that. When um when the guy oh my god when his um when his black buddy there and he's up on stage and he's going on about how this Nubian god and he takes off his mask and it's just a pasty. What's a Nubian? <laughs> 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 what's a Nubian? what's a Nubian? <laughs> oh, anyway, the tanks open, and Chrysanthemum, who is that gigantic, like don't mess with this Wookie, Wookie, comes out and fights. Dude, I was petrified. Like I would, I would just probably die of of fear seeing that so thing I, come at me. Yeah. So I did some research on this character because I was super curious after um mm-hmm. after we had our lengthy discussion last week about characters and when they're introduced and when they're not i um i tried to find some information on these on these uh, um on these well these huts and i really mm-hmm. couldn't find any but i did find a little bit of information on this wookie evidently in one of the novels out of the many novels that are out there that are indeed canon this mm-hmm. wookie got into a hand to hand with obi-wan and lived wow okay that's yeah. interesting. Did, did it say which book that was? I have no, I don't. It was okay. just, it was just, it was very brief when I glossed over it. I didn't care all that much. I was like, oh, that's really interesting, but I wasn't, that's, that's not what I was looking for at the time. So I didn't um, dive too much deeper into that's it. That's cool. I'd be curious yeah, too, how old thing. would this Wookiee be? Because they live a long time. They, they live do. a really long time. Yeah. Like, yep. they live a really long time. They even Chewie was around. He was old. Yeah. He was yeah. old and old. He had great hair. He had great hair. Especially in the Jedi when it's all teased up, you know? Anyway, he has this fight. Uh, Boba comes around, stabs him in the abdomen, gets him, doesn't really slow him down much. Then he stabs him in the back, and it's, like, stuck in his back. And then it, it's, like, he's fighting him. Chrysanthemum picks him up and just bear hugs him, and is just crushing him to death. And there, there again, here's Boba just taking it like he is just he can't put up a fight he's just standing there like look at weak little boba this is what i was hoping we wouldn't have to see in any of the seven episodes that come out in this series season whatever will boba win any fight he's in because he has lost every (laughs) single fight that he has been in and other people have had to step in every time every time yeah yeah. So that's why it's strange that he didn't have like more people to back him up. But that's what this episode's about: is him actually building a crew, which he needed to. But these new recruits show up to help out. Then the Gamorians come, and it's funny because as soon as the Gamorians show up, the two pig people, 
<laughs> Chrysanthem turns and just focuses on them and just like charges at them, tackling them down. It has a big fight. They go back and forth. He bites one of them, and you just hear the, the pigs squealing the whole time. Finally, Fedek does the track, the track door. He goes down, hangs on for a moment. She throws a knife at his hand. He goes down to the pit. So now we've got a Wookiee in a pit. Last time we saw a Wookiee in the pit, Another we saw one. Han Solo speaking oh, Wookiee. Solo. Yeah, that was that was that was a thing. That was <laughs> yeah. Thing. I speak a little. I don't know, man. There was there was one part of this fight that I didn't like, and it was during the bear hug scene. And Boba Fett's like trying to turn its like face away, like like the cliche. I'm oh, yeah. going to try to bend your neck back. <laughs> he bites and this Wookiee and this Wookiee bites his hand. And I said, no. If if I'm pretty sure if this Wookiee wanted to bite your fingers off in that moment, you would have two less fingers, sir. Like, I know. I, I, kinda, I thought that too. Yeah, I kind of. You'd be giving out. the Stabi like, goodbye. No. Yeah, I was like, I was like, nah, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. But for the most part, this fight was really cool. <laughs> This fight yeah, was, I thought it was, it was great. really cool fights. So, so these this crew comes in. They all got their special weapons. She's got like a you know a blade. One guy's got chains. Another one has a gun. You know, I'm like, okay, it was actually pretty cool. They fight it down, and then down the hole. There we go. Um, so bye after bye. all that went down, we've got um, a big meal. So a gigantic meal. Like this is like a hook meal. You know, um, all your favorite never foods, but they were all there. And he's not, hungry. he's just, he's not hungry at all. He's like, send this food back. Just go take care of the whatever. She's like, dude, you're like, you're the head of a family. You need to enjoy the trappings. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Everybody's watching and waiting for me to make the next move. And it's true. Like they're doing all this stuff and they're not killing him. And they're like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Is he going to step up and actually do what he needs to do? Or is he just going to be, you know, what we think he is? Okay. Well, that so the, the twins question. show Do these up. people want him to actually step up and take the position, or are they just toying with him? Because I think they're giving they just, him all this opportunity to to prove himself, and he's just not doing it. Right. I don't know. I th- I think they actually are trying to kill him, you know. But in the end, you know, they they don't succeed. But he's still not making making them feel like he's going to do what he needs to do. So I have a theory that kind of explains all this. Okay. I think he's sick. Oh, yeah. That explains the back-to-tank. Exactly. He's living right. in that back-to-tank. and It right. explains that. It explains why he's so eh on mm-hmm. the what am I going to do next? Am I going to you know rule with an iron fist type deal? It, it, I mean, when you're old and you're sick and you're dying, there's not much that you really care about. And if I'm right, well, from before, if I'm right about his whole motivation right now being revenge and he has an end goal, Everything else, he might not care all that much. Like, he might just be doing what he has to do to get to the next step. Right. Maybe. So, I mean, that's just, that's just me. But, but, but aside from all that, my whole premise is he's, I think he's sick. Strictly because mm-hmm. he's living in that tank right now. Right, like, right. There's something else going on. So, they're hanging out. The twins show up and they basically say, hey, yeah, we're sorry. And we brought a gift. Okay. Um, sorry for what? Uh, sorry for the assassination attempt. We did send Chrysanthemum to come kill you. Oh, yeah, that thing. I got it. Right. Then their gift is a Rancor. And... There you go. Dan- Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> I was more excited for Danny Trejo than the Rayco- Rancor. So was I. Um, yep. And he shows up, and I'm like... And it was funny, because they didn't even, like, zoom in on him so you could really see him, but I'm like, 
Nobody else looks like that from that distance. That's clearly Danny Trejo. Here he comes. And I think he fits the character very well um, so far. I mean, it's very short, very small part. We're going to see more of him. But they basically give him this rancor, um, and they explain that war is bad for business. We're outski. You know, we're going to head out of here. We're going to give you this rancor in hopes that it eats you so that we don't have to take care of you. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> well, because the the way they're playing it up, it's it's so odd because I'm like, is Danny Trejo up to something? Yes. Or does he Danny really care Trejo, about... Everything. He... In everything we've seen Danny Trejo in, he's always the bad guy. All, he's never like on the up That's and up. That's why he's like, he, he'll be back. No. Exactly. He had that whole scene, don't worry, he'll be back. And then the Rancor just kind of does the over-the-shoulder thing. Like, yes, yeah, something else is going on here. It's Danny Trejo. Come on. Because he played it off like the first human he, he sees he's going to imprint on. Obviously, right. he was the first person. Obviously, exactly. Danny Trejo was the first human that this Rancor saw. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, there's so, a yeah. Come on, this is yes. <laughs> yeah, laying it on kind of thick. But we will see. Like I was, it was weird because they weren't. That would be too obvious, I think. So we'll see where it goes. In the end, we know he's not going to get eaten by a Rancor. So not anyway. eaten by a raincor but okay fine I'll, I'll 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 walk that back we don't know for sure that he's going to get eaten by a raincor but right. what i think we can all three of us can agree on right now is Danny Trejo is always up to something oh definitely oh yeah okay <laughs> so basically they're like oh yeah um we're out of here but apparently the reason like we're not we're not leaving for this reason we're leaving because apparently another syndicate already has this territory um was already given you know granted this territory by Mokshais You've been lied to. We've been lied to. This is ridiculous. We're just we're just gonna stay out of it. So they're like, oh, it ex- you can accept this Wookiee Chrysanthemum as a as a payment as tribute. He's like, uh, no. So he ends up just like letting him free, and he's he's like, oh, so coming from one bounty hunter, you know, to you, don't work for scug holes, and then leaves. Mm. Let's him go. I feel like he's gonna come back, and we might see yep. we might see Chrysanthemum on the on Boba's side at some point. Yeah, that's because he showed him mercy. It's too. gonna pop back in. <clears throat> but then we get this conversation between Danny Trejo and and Boba about the Rancor. You know why is he like that? Oh, he's depressed. He's like okay, and the blinders are on because this is what he says because it imprints on the first person it sees, and that's why the blinders are on right now. So they're peaceful unless they're threatened. And one thing that was kind of cool was they were talking about the Witches of Dathomir used to ride Rancors. Now, you guys probably don't know uh, the Witches of Dathomir, but basically the Witches are like the female versions of Darth Maul. The Dath- oh, that's the- cool. Yeah, because he's from, he's from Dathomir. So it's actually kind of cool the way that they're putting that in there. In the show, uh, these, these Witches, uh, the Night Sisters or something like that, what they call them. I don't know. It's some weird witchcrafty thing that they have going on. They're the ones who gave um, gave Darth Maul his legs back. Huh. So that's there's that. Um, but anyway, I thought that was a cool little tidbit. And if you've watched, you know, anything um, Clone Wars, that's a throwback, a callback. Um, but he's over there. Boba shows a lot of affection, and the blinders come off. Easy boy, don't worry. You know, like you're here. Petting him, I was at the spot. Like he's really out of character here. Like really it's like weird. a gigantic puppy. And then he's like, "Okay, I gotta go take care of this mare stuff." And you get Danny Trejo saying, "Don't worry, he'll be back." Yeah. I don't know. They're saying it's a calf, or he's saying it's it's a calf, and they kept the blinders on. It was bred to be a fighter. Um, that's why we keep it here. But want to make sure that whoever I don't know, because he said he was said he was holding this one off so he could trade it himself. 
but I don't I don't really know what's going She'll on here. Back. He'll be back. He'll be back. So she they go back be, to the mayor's she office. She'll be back. She'll be back. So dumb. <laughs> oh no. Anyway. <laughs> um I'm back. So we go they go to the mayor's office, and of course the the major domo is there. I'm back. <laughs> They're there. They the major domo's there, and he's like, Oh yeah, you can't see Mokshaiz. He has a very complicated schedule. Um and then Ferrix just or Fennec is just like, you know, I'm not having this. She was like, okay, if you want to keep breathing, your last be- words better be something positive. Like you're gonna let us in. Like okay, well, I'm gonna move some things around, and we'll just move people whose appointments are less time sensitive. Um, so he goes in and immediately just locks the door and locks them out. And I love how Boba's like, did he just lock the door? Like <laughs> his response wasn't just like he locked the door. He's like. Did he seriously just lock the door on us? Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, he yeah. was mad. <laughs> so, I love his efforts here. He just keeps pushing the button. Like, it's going to oh, yeah. do something. Like, <laughs> Well, that's why you need Fennec. What else so are you going to do? She broke the thing you, open, you, you, wide it open. You're going to push the button. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I like the overall story. I do not like what they're doing to him, though. They're He's making helpless. him a helpless. He's absolutely helpless. He can do nothing. 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 He can't do anything. He cannot do anything. Right. I really wish that this whole thing was prior to even a new hope. Like show yeah. us something between um Reg of the Sith and a New Hope. Show us that and, Boba Fett because this Boba Fett is doing he can't do anything. And I said that. I said that. I think the show would have been much more interesting if they showed how exactly he came to be a bounty hunter. Like, where did he learn? Where did he train? The the, the whole thing. Show, I, I would have much preferred that story than what we're actually getting here. But this is what we're getting, and we have to deal with it. And we right. left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, is the story itself is okay, but it's like if we watched The Mandalorian and he was losing every fight, was weak, didn't know what to do, it wouldn't be interesting to watch. It'd be like watching, you know, regular Star Wars and having all the Jedi and having, you know, like a return and having Luke be weak. Yeah, like true. Why would they write it that way? I, I'm actually. I don't know. We spent. We spent. I mean. At this point, literally decades, we spent, you know, somewhat idolizing this this one-off character from the Star Wars universe as being, like, one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. And when they actually give us, like, a show revolving around his character, he, he's a weak old man. Like, Well, I, I think I, that, that's probably playing into what we were saying. Like, he's got something wrong with him, and that's, going, that's how they're going to explain this out. Like, when they finally say, like... He's got space cancer or something, you know, like <laughs> space cancer. Space cancer. cancer. Well, it can't be regular cancer. Come on, this is a sci-fi movie. No, you're right. Or yeah, a sci-fi I, listen, series. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand why you like it, Lee. I'm just, I'm the story, what they're doing, the way that they're going about it, the way that they're portraying Boba Fett here. It's not working for me. If they, no, it's, it's, I'm not saying I'm all if I'm they, all about the whole thing. I'm just interested in seeing where they go because if, I'm like, how can they how can they make this not 
weird, but they're, they've been making it weird this whole time. If they so I, this, I do agree with you. If they end this like the notebook where he passes away peacefully in his bed, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. Like <laughs> Fennec, Fennec goes to wake him up in his back to tank and he's just gone. And it's <sighs> you get you get a ceremony at the end and a funeral and they burn his body like the Tuscan Raiders. And just that's and it's grow credits. It's over like that. would Yeah. That would bother me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. You know what I thought was really cool when we're talking about like funeral pyres and stuff like that was uh, in Guardians 2 when they, they sent out. Um, what's his face there? Oh, my God. I just lost his name. You know what I'm talking about? Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. When, when they, 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 then when they had like an actual like Ravager funeral for him. That was a really cool little thing. Well, there. that's funny. I watched, I, watched, um, I watched Phantom Menace last night. I let my, my boy watch the first part of it. And um, I want him to see the the pod racing is kind of cool. I will I will okay. give that movie right. something. The pod race is kind of cool, but when, and then the the saber battle at the end is I like that as well too. But when they when Qui Gon is killed, and he's in the fire, he's not burning. No, <laughs> he's no, he's just not there. He's just there. I'm like, yeah, he did such a poor job, like. Show his profile, <laughs> yes, but you're showing his profile perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's yeah, happening to him. His clothes are on fire. Everything is burning <laughs> except for him. The force is strong with him. That's, yeah. that's, that's the answer. I've learned anyway. that. Anytime something doesn't make sense in, in the Star Wars universe, just say the force, you know, yep. and it, it, the it kind of explains everything with, away. The metachlorian count in his cells are preventing him from burning. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. it. You see, if we're talking superhero movies, we just go, I don't know, he's Superman. There you go. You know, that's, that's it. You just blame that, it on something it. ridiculous. That's it. Blame it on something so, ridiculous. So they end up having this speeder chase through town because the Major Domo just like hops in a, in a speeder and has, uh, as, as you described, <laughs> like one of the slowest chase scenes in any movie in the past 40 years. It was really slow. <laughs> and the bikers are coming out on their, like, their, their scoot scoots, you know, they're not even like real, like, motorcycle type speeders. The worst part is the droid that's like. They're like mopeds. So the worst part is the droid that's like toting around the protocol droid two pe- Yeah, and, he's, and he also, yeah. you see him speeding oh, no, 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 up no, no. really fast. No, he <laughs> was funny. <laughs> So, so I mean, yeah. Well, so first we see a protocol droid standing in the streets, yeah, and he's just going, ah, 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 and he's like mad at them. It's it almost sounds like C three PO, but you know he's different clearly. Yeah, we see him, and he's just getting like tossed and turned all over the place by these things flying by him at a very slow speed. But that's when I was like, these are like it looked like the Power Rangers, you know, with all of their different colored bikes. Riding so, through, but after know, that, you have this droid that has it's like has a wagon attached to it, and he's carrying. Yeah, so and he, you see, yep. he has, he's stuck on this, like this ball that moves him around. He revs well, that's, up, that's and he feet revs up, yeah. up, and he still gets hit. <laughs> he still can't. Well, get it would have been so much easier if he just anywhere. backed up. He couldn't just back bit. up. If he if he backed up like six inches, he would have been fine. But he's he's got these two Bith passengers. We know the Biths because they are you know most of the modal nodes, the band from the Cantina, mm-hmm. are Bith. But they're just kind of hanging out. They're like, "Oh my god, what is this?" Like they're the the richer ones. They're getting towed around by this little little droid. Anyway, yeah. So they get they get spun around. It was it was added in there for no reason, really. Zero. Nothing. It was just it was just dumb. This whole thing. But, was I mean, ridiculous. It yeah. was it was it was it was, it was so a bad. Got, 
It was a Back to the Future ripoff, one hundred percent. You've got, you've got, one... and 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 I want to, I do want to ask, <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, Lee, and I want you to try to be objective, and answer it honestly. The hoverboard chase scene in Back to the Future Two is not much faster than this. No, that's another. That's a slow it's foot one. power. That's huh? foot power. They're going by go. foot power for the most part. I mean, Marty's just pushing around on a Barbie hoverboard. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's yeah, not much faster. This, but this part, you have, you have one guy riding up the side of a wall. <laughs> you have one guy driving over a building, and then as slow as she's going, she does that like sideways slide on the mud underneath whatever. It just it, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was funny was when they got next to him, it was almost like a James Bond movie. We've got one guy who has a has drill feet, so he's drilling the car. That was cool. And then you get another that guy who's got really like torch cool. hands. He's got a torch coming out of his wrist. It's like they have these little things that are their weapons. And it's just, it's so weird because again, they're riding mopeds. They're riding space mopeds. Well, there, yeah. was a, there was a line, there was a line earlier in the episode when they, um, when they first went to go, you know, have that conversation about, you know, the watermonger over here, that the, the this gang or the, just these group of kids um, modified their bodies, so now they're like right. half droid, half man type thing going right. on. So right. that kind of that that kind of forgives a lot of what's going on here. So oh, I know, I, I, but it's I just but like it's, that. But the, it's but the, such a cliche goofiness where like where you see like the hubcap of the car next to it, just like and then start cutting up the side of the car. Like we've seen that in other movies that are ridiculous, like like Grease. Remember yeah. they had they yeah. had the hubcaps like that that would tear up the side of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess up my grease light. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. But I did like the dude who had like the um the mechanical leg like with a hydraulic on it, and instead of doing the actual <laughs> kicking motion, it was just the hydraulic kicking the car. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was that was nuts. So they're oh. over there. Nothing happens. He moves them out of the way. She goes up the stairs. And comes down on him, spinning him out of control through all of these, all the market, and then he lands in some type of vegetable or fruit that just fills the car. Okay, yep. And then she does, like you said, that little like stop thing, which is very yeah. much Back to the Future. Um, up, so it's up. it's very much Back to the Future too, where he stops and he sees that, and then you know they yell, Shit! you know, and it's it's manure. It's manure. Yep. It's manure. 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 I hate manure. But he just kind of sits there and like, oh, whatever. But um, he explains, um, uh, sorry, the mayor's gone and he's working with the pikes. Okay. The mayor's gone working with the pikes. That's what's going on. So right. they send their buddy with the eyeball there out, out to go check stuff out. And we get these Karelian ships, which I thought was cool. They were Karelian ships. What? What's so funny? Because you see Boba, again, being like, ridiculous here like keep an eye on them he's like oh, oh yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend you it's like, <laughs> he's like, no, he's like nah. boba fett what? I know. What? <laughs> yeah but he's like i'm not ashamed it's like i paid a lot of money for this eye I, i'm proud of my eye <laughs> right but why is boba fett being so careless about this stuff he's a Care- you mean nice well, careless in his in in his line of work it would be considered careless because he's being emotional he's he's caring too much he's being too nice and it's like well that's uh, caring too much and care less are two totally different th- they are the opposite things that's why i'm asking why you're saying careless well, he's careless of his position almost like he's not caring enough about his position because he's caring too much about the other people and, and it's just if that was jabba 
he would have just ripped him apart, and if they didn't like it, he would have killed him. Boba's like, right, well, that's, oh, the, that's the whole sorry. fear versus respect. That's the whole fear versus respect. He understands that respect goes both ways. I don't know. I'm still very much on the side of you are one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. Why do you care about hurting somebody's feelings? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. It it doesn't make any sense. It feels like a bike. Like a banta. It feels like a character betrayal. Like it it just does. I don't buy this. Like mm. and now when and, and and here's the real kicker. Now when any of us, well any of us and anybody anybody over a certain age who goes back and watches the original, we're gonna look at Boba Fett in an entirely different light. And I Absolutely. don't I don't think that's a good thing. So when I saw I could see it now, I could see it now in Empire Strikes Back. Here here's here's Han Solo, Darth Vader, but please don't hurt him too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I think that was the issue. So so many people were like so excited when they saw at the end of the Mandalorian season two that the book of Boba Fett was coming out. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Mainly because, like I've been saying, he, he he's a character. He's a mysterious character, and they're going to go somewhere else with him and give him a different type of a story. And they're probably going to change his character dramatically, and it's not going to be something that's going to satisfy us. But Again, I don't want to just stamp my I don't like this show because of that, because there might be a chance for redemption one way or another. And it, it's almost I mean, we, we, we've all watched Arrow to a point, right? I think we've talked about that where Arrow started off killing people. Then he stopped killing people for multiple seasons. Then he started killing people again. It's like, we're, what are we doing here? Yeah, but this is this is totally different, though. This this is, is way different. This is way different. Cause I and I and I said this I said this to Chuck while while he was away and I'm gonna say it again and if I sound like a broken record I'm sorry I think this show should have been Boba Fett becoming a bounty hunter show yeah. his childhood show his teenage years that's what show, I said last time. show how he trained the the whole thing forget about this I am Daimyo forget about this revenge story if that's even what's going on. Forget about this. I am one with the Tuscan Raiders. Like, throw all of that out the window. I would have much preferred, hey, here he is, and then the season ends with him getting the contract to go get Han Solo. Like, that's what this, I think that's what this show should have been. I think it would have been, been awesome. Like a Rogue One story type deal. Exactly. I think the show would have right. been 10 times better if they actually did that. Because you know, Absolutely. That in, you know that in order for him to become a feared bounty hunter that everybody knows and everybody knows his name, he had to do some things. And I think it would have been really cool to see exactly what he did to get that reputation. It would have been... It w- maybe it would have been maybe 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 it would have been a little bit too ruthless for Disney to actually do and commit to like and if that's the case you know fine but I still think it could have been really cool to 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 see exactly how he but became I, I think, who right. he is and I think what happens is you guys have talked about it quite a bit too you know that conversation of from the point of view of evil, they look good. You know, their their point of view is good when really it's evil. And, and Disney is doing this. They made Maleficent good. You know, they made all these bad characters, all these evil characters good in a way. And instead of actually trying to show... Cruella. You know, Cruella, right. Instead of trying to show <laughs> Boba Fett as 
the the cruel bounty hunter that he is, they're trying to shine this light on him that he is something different, and it's actually discrediting the character as a whole. Very much so. Known for forty years now. Very Um, much so. You know, it's we know Boba Fett as this villain type person as a bounty hunter. Keep him that way. Don't change it. And it's just you know that's the one thing if they're 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 dumbing down his character and it's disappointing. The show you know as a whole the story the storylines I like, but the fact that they're dumbing down his character and changing it I have a hard time with. Right. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I that's where I've been going since the beginning, but I'm just trying to be trying to be more optimistic about it because. The Mandalorian was such a good series, you know, at least the first two two seasons. So, but this is I don't want to just and it's like this is, know, yeah, this is a Mandalorian. I know, but we're finally seeing Star Wars shows. So right, but imagine imagine going on a dating site, and on that dating site, you you get this person who says that they're you know one way, and then you meet them, and they're the exact opposite of what they told you they were what they were, you know. That's How often have you right been catfished? This, this is a this is a this is a a blind date that is like so bad because what you oh, said yeah, you well, were is not at all what we're getting right now. Right. What you like say that. your name was again? Oh, Gina? No, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these Corellian ships show up, and the pikes pikes are all coming off. So the dude with the eyeball there comes down. Goes to use a payphone. I thought it was cool to see a payphone. We've never really seen payphones kicking around, but he walks up there, phones home, talks to him, and, you know, that's when he says, like, keep an eye on him, paid a lot for this, and whatever. But that's the, it's like, huh. He I, I thought I, that's the big, biggest thing is he phoned home. He did. I mean, it's in the same universe, so I'm sure it fits, right? It, it's they in the confirm. same universe? Yes. Watch Attack of the Clones. And look at E.T. and his buddies that are, like, hanging out in the Senate. Yes, they are in the Senate. Oh, yeah, yes. they're totally there. In yeah. Phantom Menace, yes, oh, they are there. Oh, was it Phantom Menace? Okay, yeah, that was right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Oh, my God. Yep. I, I always forget about that. Nah, I can't forget about that. I love okay. E.T. Okay. And, right. I mean, I, what I thought was funny is that when you watch the movie E.T., and he has all these Star Wars action figures, and then you see Yoda walking by... Like, I mean, it's obviously a kid dressed up like Yoda, so it's like they were they were doing, like, a fourth wall break, and then when they threw it together, you're like, wait, it's the same universe, yet the kids got toys. He had, I, I think he, he had Greedo, he had Boba Fett. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, cool little little thingies there. I wonder if that was just Lucas's way of, you know, giving a nod to them. You know, I mean, Spiel, Spiel, Spielberg and Lucas are like they're, like they're like this. They're like best friends, but they're they're really close, yeah. So that was just I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you looked hard enough in Indiana Jones, you would you know find Easter eggs and references as well. Well, yeah, I mean, even just like the uh, the relic from Raiders of the Lost Ark, you can see clearly in the movie Solo as something okay, that um okay. that what's his face has yeah when when they go to um Red Dawn okay. And, uh, there's there's something like there's a bunch of stuff like sitting down on a on a shelf behind him and there's that little idol that head. I love the um, free willy reference in um Phantom Menace when he gives him the carved statue, the necklace to to pa- to uh-huh. Padme. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what was that whale's name again? Oh, I forgot. Willy. Willy? No, 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 no. The the 
it was a story. I haven't watched that movie in like 30 years. Yeah, it's been a long um, time. <laughs> yeah, the whole story where he's got that carving of the, of the guy learning how to ride on a whale. <laughs> the whale rider. Anyway, that's pretty much it for this episode. I think, I don't know, it's just... Like you guys are saying too, I I agree. Like I'm I'm trying to stay open minded about it, but it's well, definitely taking. It's one of us got to stay open minded, and so it should be you. I mean, you're. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Chuck, but I I would say that you are like the de facto Star Wars fan among the three of us. Would you say the yeah. same thing, Chuck? I I am a. He knows a lot more than I do. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to. So it it, it makes sense yeah. that you would be the one here who's optimistic. So I, yeah, I'm just I I'm mean, just I'm trying to be mainly because I don't want to see something come out that I don't like. Don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars. I think Star Wars is it's by far the trilogy is by far one of my favorite sci-fi you know collections out there. Absolutely, um, the original trilogy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Star Wars—they're not my favorite, but I they're they're. They're, I've always loved them. I, I'm a, it's, for me, it's a tie between them and Star Trek. I like them both in so many different ways, and there's not many people like me who like both. They either pick yeah, one you're, or you're, the you're, other. You're rare. You I'm, are rare. I'm a rarity in that case. <laughs> um, but I like all types of sci-fi. I like all types of movies. So, so do I. So and do I. I. And I'll watch them all. But in this case, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm John Favreau, what are you doing? Like, Okay, so I... I, 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 I I will say this. Even though I don't like this, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, "Oh well, this is this is it." Like, like it, it it's it's officially jumped the shark, and they just need to abandon ship with the Star Wars universe. No, I absolutely don't think that. I want to see more stories come out of the Star Wars universe. I think it's perfectly fine if one of these shows or one of these seasons or whatever it is that they're doing is a dud. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, yeah. It, it, not everything can be a hit. I also think I get that the that, bar. But so many I, things have been duds, though, in the Star Wars universe on film. I understand that. Now. I, I, yeah, I understand that. I completely understand that. I Solo don't. Solo to me was a dud. It, not to me. Yeah. I actually like that movie. Solo, Solo and Rogue One were by far um, Rogue, leaps Rogue and One's bounds. Rogue in my top four. Yes. By far, like, both Solo and Rogue One are, in my opinion, better than the sequel trilogy and better than the prequels. I will put both of those movies above those. I think I would even probably put Rogue One again, um, above New Hope for me personally. Um, I, I also want to, I yeah, I also want to say <laughs> that, <laughs> I also want to say that um, the bar was set pretty high with Mandalorian. And I think it's really important that moving forward with that, with that in mind, you manage your expectations of what exactly you're going to see. Not everything is going to be that exceptional. It's, I get that. It's not going to happen. So I get that, and I'm fine with that. Like if the, like, like if the, if the roles were reversed and Boba Fett was the Boba Fett that we all expect and the storyline was a little lacking, I would like this better. I- absolutely. But the Absolutely. fact that they're the fact that they're slacking and they're letting go of the role that is Boba Fett, it's like the only <laughs> right. thing that the only thing that they're like holding on to is, yes, it's the same guy that played Django in the prequel trilogy. Fantastic. I thought that was Jamie Fox. Oh, it, yes, it was. Um, and he, yeah, it's a re. They're bringing him back, so they're that's that's great, but. 
it, it's it's lackluster. It's it's I don't know. I, I'm I want more, and it's not happening. No, it's not happening. No. It is what it not is. Yet. It it is not what yet. It is. But that's not that's yet. the problem not is yet. we we knew we were eventually going to get to something like this. Um, I mean, two episodes of Mando, or two seasons of Mando, and we're all pumped about it, and then they do this, and we're like, oh, okay. Like, is it going to start to take a turn where it gets better? I don't think it really has yet. But I'm still going to try to be hopeful. We're only three episodes in. We've got four left. Oh, I'm hoping. You know, they can, they can turn it around in four episodes. I, I've got faith that they could. It's just, will they? I can't we'll think of, I cannot think of a show in the pantheon of television that I have in my head. I cannot think of a show that got better as the season went on that didn't already hook me in the first couple of episodes. It's a deleted well, scene. We're missing a deleted scene. <laughs> Once they have that deleted scene put back in, everything's going to make sense. We're going to look back on this and say that it's a masterpiece. Of course, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys agree. I'm Brilliant. glad you guys agree. No, no. In, in in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I honestly cannot think of a show that that got better because the first couple of episodes, especially the first episode, it needs to be able to hook you. Yep. And usually, when it, when, it, when a television show doesn't do that, when it fails to set a proper tone in the pilot, it, it usually lays out the, the, the tone and the theme of the entire season. And I just feel like that's, this is what this is going to be. This, this version of Boba Fett is what we have and it's what we have to work with. The story, it's, I don't see it ending particularly well, both, both thematically and, and, and story-wise. I don't see me liking it. Right, like right now, it's just it's not not doing it for me. It's lackluster. I'm, I'm not. I won't even say that I'm bored. I'm just frustrated because, like you said, Chuck, I want more, and it's very oh, everybody got to do everything for me, and now we're gonna spend boring right. time. Okay, so what, so what made Mando point, so good though too is they brought in other parts of the EU that we can connect with. So they brought in um. I mean, even real quick, they brought in Luke. They bring in other characters that we can be like, oh, they brought in the Darksaber. They brought in stuff that we can... Re- they haven't done that here yet, aside from the the Hut twins, just to sure. allude to the Hut. But other than that, they haven't... It's not like... It, aside from the name Boba Fett and Jabba's Palace, it's not connecting us to anything in the EU. And, He's a Rancor. <clears throat> you, you, you get a new Rancor. You had a rancor that we saw for four minutes in, the, in return. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm more frustrated and more let down. I'm not <coughs> bored. I'm more frustrated and let down than I am anything. Yeah, same. Thing. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. And it and it's sad to say I'm let down by like actually no it's not sad to say I'm let down by Star Wars. Star Wars has let me down. It's like the Red Sox. Yeah. We all cheer for them. We know they're going to lose more often than not. Man. No, but I mean, and, and by no means, Lee, am, am I trying to, you know, poo-poo all over you over there? If you're enjoying this and you're going to be optimistic, I'm happy for you. I, I truly well, no, am. No, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic is what I'm getting at. <laughs> but I'm just we saying, can, like, we, I'm not trying if, to. If we spend the whole time poo-pooing on the episode, somebody has to stick, stick it out, you know, stick up for the little man here. So that's don't, worry. I can't, don't worry. I, don't worry. Things will change when we, we talk about T3. <laughs> it already started. 
It already started. <laughs> so I don't know. So a little backstory. We are going to be redoing um, Terminator 3, and we tried to do that um, before. I believe, we called that, I believe we called that episode Chickens and Machines. Sure you did. And um, <laughs> it, the, the recording, I'm not per- particularly happy with the way that it's recorded, and we're a trio now, so we're going to be redoing it. And um, Lee is already crying about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you a little taste of what that episode is going to be like. It is I going just, to listen, be I don't mind talking doozy. about it again, but the problem is I have to watch the movie again. That's what drives me nuts. <laughs> I'll sit there and talk about this movie, whatever, but I don't want to have to sit there and watch it again. Well, you have, you have what, a week and a half? Just watch like 10 minutes of it every day and, you know, you'll, you'll make it through it just fine, man. You, you can do it. You can do it. It's, yep. it's not. Yep. It, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, we're we will done catch here. you. Yep. We will catch you next week. And uh, yeah, have a good one. You too, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one, everybody.